lyrics for class. Rap lyrics for class. You got rap lyrics for class. Rap lyrics for class. You got rap lyrics for class. Hey, 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 good people out there. My name is Miss Wahid, Camilla Wahid, coming straight at you with Rap Lyrics for Class. Once again, we do what we do just for you. So, you know, we come in, we take a song, we break it down, we analyze it for teachers, for students, any listener or lover of hip-hop, uh, just a lover of music, basically. Uh, we invite in special guests. We invite in people that are artists or uh, educators slash artists, just have some kind of... Um, footage or investment in the music community and want to give back to our students so today we're going to jump right in for rap lyrics for class rap lyrics for class y'all know what we do right um so we have a guest today and i've been listening to her music and i am impressed i love 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 the sound of her voice the lyrics i hope you guys love her too i'm sure you will i want to welcome to rap lyrics for class namara hey 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 <laughs> How are you today? I am great. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Looking awesome over there. I'm loving the locks. I'm seeing some colors going on. I like it. I yes. Like it. Yes. Thank up. you. So, um, yeah. So I'm very um, excited to hear more of your music and talk about what you have going on. And I'm breaking down some of these uh, these lyrics for our students. And this week we have, I, I, in my opinion, um, the most legendary MC ever. I might be biased because I'm, you know, female MC, but love, love, um, the person that we're going to analyze or the song we're going to analyze of hers today. So, um, before we even get started, Namari, can you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Hey, hey, y'all. Um, shout out to all of the uh, Rock to the Future students who I teach out there and Wissahick and Charter School and Tech Freer, shout out to all of you. Uh, but my name is Namara. I'm a singer-songwriter, and I'm based here in Philly. Uh, I I write whatever is honest about where I'm at in life and where I'm at with my walk with God and my walk with people and just becoming and and learning and loving me. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm just happy to be here, and I love words. So when 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 Joe told me, hey, this is what we're doing, we're breaking down music and doing analyzing, that's that's my favorite thing to do is to analyze words. So I'm super happy to be here. Awesome. Now you, you just said something that, that um I can relate to just being honest about where you are in your life at the time and and where you are with God spiritually. I, I love to hear that because I think, you know, when you're an artist it's, it's a gift. Everybody has a gift. I often tell, you know, my students that you have a gift and maybe you haven't discovered it yet, but it's people like, like ourselves that, you know, were put into your life to help you discover what that gift is and help you mold it and, and, and build upon it. But that's definitely like, if a lot of artists just led with that, I think we have a wonderful world of music just all together. <laughs> hopefully that happens more i think that yeah. we do a lot of overthinking of how we should show up to the world right and i think that also creates this 
the split personality in ourselves, and we can probably go deeper there anyway, but, mm -hmm. but there becomes this disconnect where you have to decide who you want to be and how you want to show up. And if you actually just come back to being your whole self all the time, you'll probably have a more authentic artistry too. Uh, so I, I look forward to talking more <laughs> about yeah. it. Yeah, I think, you know, the kids say keeping it 100, keeping it real is, is, is definitely about. Nah, it's real. Yeah, but you know, this this generation, man, like you guys out there, like you guys are probably like the generation that just y'all don't care. It's just I'm going to tell the truth. Honest. We got the, you know, the council culture going on. I want to talk more about that. And um, you, you guys, I, I think I applaud applaud it because i think you're very courageous with a lot of the social issues that we have going on and they're out there on the front lines and it you know it is what it is if i go down with a nod on my head that's just how i'm representing for what i believe in and you know just a lot of the trans artists that are you know finally able to come out and and not feel ashamed about who they are so i'm really um i'm pre impressed by this generation right now doing their thing <laughs> that makes me happy <laughs> yes yes yeah we're, we're we're out here i guess okay all right so our artist that we're going to focus today on is miss lauren hill no other than the best yes yes yo when i saw Nicki minaj did you see that when Nicki minaj gave her her props and she did she, Yo, she met her and she did one of these. I was like, okay, I got another level of respect for you, Nikki. Man. Yeah. Because yes. at first I was like, I don't know, Nikki, can you know, sound a little arrogant? I don't know, she don't give props to. You know, nah, nah. And she did that. I was like, okay, she know what's up. <laughs> so, it, it, yeah. So, um, I want to jump right into it. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Put your seatbelt on. Miss Lauren Hill. We're going to uh, listen to Superstar. Hip hop started out in the heart, uh huh, yo. Not everybody trying to charge, say what? Hip hop started out in the heart, yo. Not everybody trying to charge. Come on now, baby, come on now, baby, come on now, baby, come on. Come on now, baby, come on now, baby, come on now, baby, come on. Come on, baby. Drop is so tired. Music is supposed to inspire. How come we ain't getting no higher? Now tell me your philosophy on exactly what an artist should be. Should they be someone with prosperity? Concept of reality. Now, who you know without any flaws? Who you know without any flaws? That lives above a spiritual law. That lives above a spiritual And does anything they feel just because? Just because. Just because. There's always someone there who'll applaud. Yeah. Come on, baby. 
not to sing along with that i ain't want to mess up (laughs) oh (sighs) refreshing oh man i I miss her so much man that just everything is like everything she said was fire relevant then and relevant now yeah so i want you to finish this sentence for me um after listening to the song and reading through the lyrics, my deeper interpretation was. Uh, <laughs> Lauren Hill is calling out the industry yet again. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> out here being like just calling, calling, calling the purpose back into artistry. You know, it's not about, it's not about, um, not always about charting. It's like hip hop was from the heart. Who? Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Come on now. Like remember yeah. what it's what it was about. Um, and that was that's always something that I've always deeply respected about Miss Lauren Hill because every time that she writes, she's speaking to how are you coming back to yourself? Like, how are you actually coming back to what you're supposed to be doing? Not what you think you should be doing, not what everybody pressures you into doing. You see it in X Factor, you see it in um, doo-wop. It's all, it's all in all of her music. It's, it's always just like, yo, check yourself. Right. And it, yeah, and Superstar is no different. Yeah, I think um, 
I think the industry didn't realize what kind of beats they were re releasing because it was like she was there for that moment and it almost felt like things were shifting like the music industry was like yeah and people are you know their consciousness were, was open they're listening and you know even the world I just felt like things were shifting and then the controversy came and then she was basically like canceled you know she was crazy and she was this and that but this because she spoke truth in my opinion she spoke truth to power and it was like okay that's enough let's let's pull the plug on that they do right i mean mm -hmm. as soon as you start starting to say something that sounds a little too truthful and it mm -hmm. makes sense mm -hmm. that you what the media can do is to try and tarnish your character and tarnish your identity just because what you're saying is right right and you're making people uncomfortable right and comedians mm -hmm. can get away get away with it because it's all in a joke and we yeah. all laugh and it's like, oh, wow, he really said that. But it's like, we're all laughing. But when an artist does it, when a musician does it, because mm -hmm. comedians are also artists, right? But when a musician does it or says it, it's like, oh, no, no, no. We pay you to entertain us. We don't pay you to inspire us. We don't pay you to think mm -hmm. and inspire us to think differently. We pay you to make us escape. And that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Oh my my my! I'm loving this already. Um, so, so so students uh, and, and teachers, uh, basically what we're saying is again, be your authentic self. There, and when you're your authentic self, your best quality work will come out. There's going to be some some challenges, some bumps in the road. People are going to try to stop you, and but be yourself. Like her music is going to last forever. Your grandchildren are going to know who Lauren Hill is. So do it. Let's talk about some um, metaphors, similes for our, 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 our students out there, um, because I think these things are important when, when we're writing just from the craft perspective. Can you point out some metaphors, similes that you might have heard that jumped out? Basically, her bars. What, what jumped out to you? Okay, so first, I mean, I, I have to say that the... I had to do a double take of like, wait, what did she say? For the they'll make you now, they'll make you now, then take you down and make you face it. If you slip the bag open, put your peaky in and taste it. I was like, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> she did not just do that so effortlessly. Um, but you know, comparing the the drug culture that happens to be surrounded by musicians or the entertainment industry it's like also how you're engaging with uh with the world they're like they're just like outside of like that supply and demand relationship that we have with artists right now it's okay. this either you're gonna you're gonna take it and you're gonna be who you are or they're gonna make you get addicted to this lifestyle that you have to now like mm. suffer through and to the fact to the to the own fact that you slip the bag open put your pinky in and taste it it's that you know the, the the visual of like now you're in this and you're consuming this thing that helps you escape but you were you weren't doing that before but it was <laughs> yeah. that's tough i mean it's it's so many jewels you know to pick from in here you know like she's she's being straightforward she's saying it but i love the way she uses the language and the, and just you know the literary approaches um you know she's she's narrative here you know she's telling this story basically like you said about the industry um she she's a writer 
this this is a writer and she's creating these visual pictures mm. not on on top of the fact that as she's writing she's telling you what she wants to say but she's painting it in a picture where it's right. so easy for us to visualize that you get it because it's sometimes like you know a lot of the a lot of the times I'll I'll bring my storytelling references to like the Bible but like Jerry, mm. Jesus would always talk in parables yes. and the reason why he would talk in parables though was not because he really liked farmland and all that stuff it's like people already had a relationship to it, relationship with it they see it so they understand without having to to really break it down just like look at this if this is what you see this is what it looks like and that's the translation to it this other thing and that's i mean that's all that metaphors do and when you choose such a distinct picture like the way that Lauren Hill does in her writing mm-hmm. you can't help but just get it instantly there's no you don't really even need to explain you just listen to it and you're like yeah <laughs> yeah yes well do you think you know it's important for young writers to intentionally use specific um, approaches such as descriptive or like you said vivid language and, and why do you think that's important if you think it's important why do you think it's important that they do it intentionally so when when you're being intent i mean being intentional in your writing for me is i'm i'm a writer first and i will say that often that i will write my words first whenever um and part of that is because i really believe that words have power So if you have the ability to say something that means you have to first visualize it first and I as I actually just you know was talking to someone else about this that things are created twice we think about it first and then we say it and so when we think of it it's like it's not really real yet until you say it out loud but how are you actually making that in your lyrics like are you creating something that someone can actually visualize with you is it is it simple enough that they are like oh i have a connection to that okay now i can say this and i know what it means mm-hmm. versus you're saying oh well the universe is so deep and like that's not relatable right. if you're saying something like you go on a footlocker and something so simple like it, that's an experience that's a real life experience that multiple people have and they mm-hmm. can connect to and they're like oh i can say that i can get down with that and it's that connection is there that emotional connection is there that spiritual connection is there that mental connection is all there yeah yeah she has a way of combining that an abstract language with the vivid just everyday connections and and and, and people like you you have to learn that piece of the craft because it's this you're spinning a story you want to you know when i when she said a uh, footlocker i just ma- imagine the logo pop right in my head so when you can bring that out and just that was so simple, you know, you you're practicing your your craft and you you got it, you got you have to do the vivid you have to do the vivid language and tell a story. Everybody loves a story. Everybody loves a story. When you take your time in writing your lyrics, you'll see that there are certain things like in the first few drafts that there are things that you can simplify by just mm-hmm. saying like or oh, I was feeling sad today. You, you don't have to say that. You can say it was blue. Mm-hmm. And some and if you have the right tone and you have and you sing it like it was blue. Suddenly, now I know that even though you said it was blue that you're saying that you're sad. And then how is it that in in and that's a simple metaphor, right? But the way that we, we the way that we write and the way that we understand language, it all ties back to our memories and mm-hmm. our emotional connections and like that's how we understand language. So if we just skip the the explaining and we just go straight to the memory we go straight to the emotion. The reason why you're able to see the footlocker 
is because you've been to Foot Locker and you've experienced Foot Locker. So now mm -hmm. I'm tapping into your memory. That's yes. it. Uh, yes, yes. And, you know, uh, let's talk about hooks. You know, a hook is, is, is basically what it is. I'm going to hook you into this and draw, bring you into my world for that three minutes. Um, um, okay, Joe, you, know, you just took my, my study sheet away. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the hooks, uh, let's talk about hooks. Hooks, you know, exactly what it says. It's going to hook you, bring you in to this world, this space for three minutes and, and let you go and, and you, you know, do what you want with it. What does she repeat here? In the hook. Come on, baby, light my fire. Hmm. Everything you drop is so tired. Music is supposed to inspire. Why can't we get any higher? Yeah. Why do you think she might have chose that? Like, this song is just so like it's awesome, it's dope. But the call out culture right, right there. Mm -hmm. Beginning of true call out culture, where you're mm -hmm. like, hey, come on, can you give me something that's actually fire? <laughs> like can you can you do that because i'm over here and i'm seeing these are the things that i'm doing i'm seeing my comrades do that and but then i see y'all over here when y'all supposed to be you know carrying on this this the baton i'm supposed to be passing the baton off onto you and y'all worry about charting that's it like what give me something that's real Give me something that isn't tired. Give me something that's new and original. Mm -hmm. You are not being a creative. Mm -hmm. So she's calling them out on multiple spaces. It's just like, she, you have to repeat it. Because after you have the verse, she's like, I'm talking about this section here. Now let me bring it back. Yeah, we're still having this little audit on about are you fire or not? Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Now here's the next section. And here's the, 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 the chorus again. Now... So let's talk about how you ain't fired. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This 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 is my message right here. I like how she like it just in that, that chorus, you know, it says everything that the song is trying to portray, right? Um, so when you think of our current social situations and um climate, how might it connect what's going on currently in the world? Cause she what was that, like ninety that was that late nineties? Ninety nine ninety eight. Yeah, and like, is it's, it still relative? Uh, yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I didn't mean to hide the the, the, the laugh like that, but mm -hmm. yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely relative. I mean, there's always going to be that conversation, especially when you have, you know, pop, pop music and mainstream. Like, I love pop. I love mainstream music. But at the same time, how much of that of that music that we're ingesting is actually going to inspire us to be better or inspire right. us to look at things differently or just something that makes us feel like you know i'm alive versus mm -hmm. i'm just this is another song like not every song is really meaning to anything sometimes we've you know we've right. got a lot of different genres and they all sound like they're the same thing yeah yeah huh. i don't know so this leads me into the whole um cancel culture like because like you're saying like she was she was calling I like how she did it because she she called the industry out like and and, and I, I start to think about with this whole thing with um, police brutality and the killings and it's like oh this bad cop this bad apple when actually it's the system and when you call out this system then we start to get you know things done and so she she, she was doing her cancel culture first right but she I, I, she was um, I guess classy with it. Her cancer culture was to culture. She was canceling a culture, not canceling a person. Yes, exactly. 
because we they do it now yeah and it's like i i don't so know people not cultures right right because we cancel people it's like and, and lauren even says it she goes doesn't everyone have flaws everyone have these issues it's not about this it's about something that's larger because you're only going to continue to cancel people if you fix if you don't fix the system that's actually nurturing this type of in, like behavior this thought process this action right. and it, so yeah it's so relevant especially now like there there's a song that i performed yesterday live mm -hmm. um and i named it intentionally untitled because i feel like to name it something, it it to it puts it in a timeline for whatever reason. And mm -hmm. I'm like, until until this song, until I don't have to sing this song anymore, I'm not giving it a name. Okay. <laughs> but it was it's all about um it's all about police brutality, how mm -hmm. black lives are being taken and no one has anything to really do or change about it. Mm -hmm. Like we just say we hang our head and we say, Oh, we're sad or we pray or we forgive yeah. and there's no actual reform. We maybe fire one police officer, but we don't actually revamp the entire police structure system and training. We don't like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we do where we're we want to create villains. Yeah. Because when we don't want to make a villain out of the system, or we don't want to make a villain out of the actual culture, or we don't want to make a vi villain out of the actual government, that it's it's harder for us to actually maybe address some issues. And yeah, I'm sorry, I, I felt myself <laughs> building the TED talk. No, go, go, go. I'm, I'm no, I'm loving it. I, I because I think that you know I think students need to hear the passion from artists right now you're speaking from from your heart as an artist as a human being you know on this planet right so I, they need to be able to to express themselves in that way also in their music and and not be afraid to because i think that's part of our job as artists like we're supposed to be the ones on the box speaking talking. literally doing what lauren is has been asking to do right. so how does when you listen to this song, can you align any personal experiences that in Amara's life? Um, you mean as far as being the listener and receiving it or or being or, in the perspective of Lauren and seeing it and feeling that? Yes. Her perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh right now there are there are several uh circles and the, the sad thing is it's not even tied to, you know, a particular type of environment. I just see it around people. Like I see it in religious sectors. I see it in education. Mm. I see it in healthcare. I see it in social interaction. I see it in how we just connect that there is a lot of um, lack of authenticity that we have. Mm. There's a lot of putting on what looks good and what feels good in order for us to get what we want to happen instead of actually sitting with who we are and what we're supposed to do or what we're supposed to be focusing on um, and actually grow. And we, we, do, we do this thing a lot where we compartmentalize our, mm -hmm. our way through life. And that is how we create um, a, a lot of broken relationships, whether that is like direct to consumer or that is brother to sister or mother to father. Like we mm -hmm. just have this in our, in our American world environment because mm -hmm. i can only speak to our our environment right mm -hmm. but i see it so often that i'm like hey when are you deciding to bring all of who you are into your into this space right. like, so you don't have to look forward to the weekend mm -hmm. so you don't have to look forward to vacation so that you can finally live the life 
you know that that is something that because I feel as though we are creating um, with within us like this this split personality or this double mindedness and you're only creating a sickness within yourself so how you're only going to be sick around other people it's a it's a domino effect you're preaching right now <laughs> I love it Go ahead. thank you I mean I just I just I see it so often that yeah. I can't help but feel like when I write and when I listen to Lauren like Lauren is top tier like my favorite mm. writer period and then she's she's up there with Prince like both of them to me are like these two thank you yeah, yeah. and they are so inspiring in how they write because Prince was authentically who he was regardless he just lived his mm. he, he did it and he was and he was there <laughs> and Lauren was like we need to be like if you if you want to look like this this is how you get there mm-hmm. <laughs> It was like the, the, the teacher or the sage that, that brought us to the, this, way, this journey of knowing yeah. ourselves and others. I want to circle back around to, to systems. Um, I think that when we talk about, because she's talking about a system in a song, basically. And when we think about the pandemic and we're saying, we're saying that, you know, we're, we're take, pointing out one person, one bad apple. And sometimes when we have to, you know, look at the system of it all, I think this pandemic forced the industry into a different kind of system. Like everything was unplugged and really, we really had to sit back as, as artists, we're still going to do what we do. We're going to find a way, but the system, you know, they start losing money. So it's like, Oh, we got to, you know, figure this thing out. And, and, and it, it gave the artists room to, um, so I now have, I have to be independent. I have to go on Spotify. I have to push myself. I have to, I have to. And I think that now the artists have grown and realized, I don't really need you, <laughs> you know? So now I, I feel like now they're trying to figure out how to digitally take from the artists. It, so I think the pandemic had many different purposes. You know, it's sad that we lost a lot of people. I, you know, I've lost some loved ones myself, but you know, sometimes it, it, sometimes it has to be casualties to delete the system and and reamp it. Yeah, I I I agree. Um, it's it's hard to create change without having something traumatic enough to unstate to destabilize a structure, mm-hmm. right? Like when you've built a building when you build a skyscraper, a skyscraper is just as tall as it is above as it is below, mm-hmm. right? So the only way that that skyscraper is going to be destabilized if, if there's something strong enough to shake the foundation of that. And that is that metaphor is to how I feel about this pandemic and how it's mm-hmm. affected, how we connect to people and how we also really look out for what we should be in our in our community in our culture in our in our and we're actually ready to have those conversations because we had to sit with ourselves in our homes in isolation that we're craving real connection we're craving real community we're craving truth because we've been here in this wild experience and really if we could call it a wild experience for longer than this past year maybe for the past four years, but you know, that's a whole other <laughs> roller coaster that yeah. we don't need to go down. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so spiritual, man. It's just so many layers. I want to ask you this though. Like when I'm, I'm hearing your, 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 your music and your tone, 
Have you ever covered a Lauryn Hill song? Oh, yes. Okay. I would like to hear that. Okay. Which one did you cover? Just Like Water. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's okay. my favorite. But um, I think I think now what I want to do is cover X Factor. That's mm. that's the next one that's really just sitting in my my whole heart. Well, if you do it somewhere live that I can attend, definitely definitely let us know. Definitely let us know. Awesome. So, is there any other uh, you know advice or things you would like to say to our student student audience before we sign off? Um, well, I started writing when I was 13 years old. I started writing songs when I was 13. And the very first song that I wrote was about a piece of pizza. And it was terrible. And I say all of that to say that the more you write, and as often as you write, the better that you're going to get. Don't ever feel like as you're writing that what you are creating is trash. It might be later but it's gold right now and you need to love what you create every single time because that's how you're going to strengthen your trust in what you want to say and it's going to allow you to strengthen your words that you want to use to tell the story that you want to tell great advice great advice where can we find you on social media you can find me at i am amara so that's there my name and uh, that's there on all platforms. You can find me. I am Namara. Awesome. I want to thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, intense, passionate conversation. Um, I'd like to, you know, follow up with you. I uh, really enjoyed that. That's so dope. Uh, so I want to shout out the team over here. You know, we, we got Jay on the video, getting them dope angles and lighting together. We got Will, an engineer, making sure the sound is right. Joe X executive producer we got Lamaje in the background doing her thing peace love rlfc rap lyrics for class and we out rap lyrics for class rap lyrics for class we got rap lyrics for class rap lyrics for class we got rap lyrics for class rap lyrics for class Rap lyrics for class. We got.